0: everybody, welcome back to another Lost Ladies of Lit mini episode. I'm Amy Helms here with my writing partner Kim Askew and Kim. Today we're talking about cats.
1: Uh, the Andrew Lloyd Webber musical. <laughs> Can we not?
0: <laughs> Let's just go there for just a brief second, because I have a true love-hate relationship with that musical. I mean, it's based on poems by T.F. Eliot, right? That should be good. That's true. And some of the music is good. I have seen it performed several times. I tend to enjoy it, but I do find myself in the midst of watching Cats the musical thinking, this is so dumb. This is so random. It really is.
1: Right. And the film version that came out a few years ago is said to be only worth watching if you're high.
0: (laughs) That looks so bad that even though I will go see a stage production of Cats, I, I have not brought myself to watch that movie yet because the trailer was just so awful. I did enjoy reading the um reviews of that. There were some really funny reviews of that movie.
1: Yeah, I've read the reviews even though I haven't seen the movie or actually I haven't seen the musical either. Um, you haven't? I no, which is why I don't really have any room to laugh about it cuz I actually haven't <laughs> seen it. However, you know, what I do know about it does make me sense that I might not love it. But Even the fact that you like it and we like a lot of the same things. Uh,
0: I don't think you're as into musicals as I am. No. Uh, But I will say there's something about the staged version I do find endearing. I like the costumes. I like the dancers writhing around on the stage as if they're cats. Mm -hmm. But the plot just sucks. It's absolutely (laughs) awful. (laughs) I remember the last time it came to town, I was trying to cajole my kids into going with me. And Julia did not want to go. Jack grudgingly came with me because he just knew that Mm -hmm. I needed a date and I was I I almost apologized to him after it was over like I'm so sorry I made you sit through (laughs) that (laughs) because it's not for everyone what a sweet kid um Mm -hmm. if I were Andrew Lloyd Webber I think I would have stuck with the cat theme I think it's a good idea but I might have turned to another author for my inspiration and you might even call her a lost lady in fact her name is Esther Averill
1: Oh my gosh, yes, I know where you're going with this now, and you are absolutely right. That would have been way better. Esther Averill is the author of a series of 13 children's chapter books all about a black cat named Jenny Linsky. She's an orphan who's been rescued by a kindly sailor named Captain Tinker, and he encourages her to go out into the neighborhood and make some friends.
0: And there just so happens to be an official cat club among all these neighborhood cats, hence the title of the first book, Jenny and the Cat Club. They have all these fun names like Mr. President and Macaroni and Concertina, and they invite Jenny to join the club. All these anthropomorphic cats have special talents. One of them even can play a nose flute, which I thought was funny. Uh, But Jenny, poor Jenny, is feeling inadequate because she doesn't have a special talent that would help her join the cat club. So in the course of the book, she does find her talent and she is admitted to the club and the adventures continue from there in the rest of the series. And I'm sorry, but the cat club and all these cats with unique monikers, that is basically the stage show of cats, but with a more cohesive story, I think. I just think it it could have worked better. I don't know. Kim, anyway, I didn't grow up with these books. Uh, I think you're the one that mentioned them to me. But when did you discover them and what do you like most about them?
1: Okay, so I actually didn't know about them until I bought my niece, Chloe, a New York Review of Books Children's Book Club subscription, which is great, by the way. And I think she was 9 or 10 at the time and she immediately loved them and wanted more.
0: Okay, and I think we have a little clip of Chloe, uh, who we invited to share her thoughts for us. Yeah, she's
1: going to give us a little book review.
0: Yeah, let's play that. Well, what I really love about the Jenny and the Cat Club series was it was very
1: cute and innocent, very calm, chill vibes. It was just a sweet little story about a little black cat who has a red scarf knitted by her old owner who's a sailor and she goes out one night and she meets this group of cats who like dance and they have fun and they jump around the gardens and go on picnics and she has a bunch of adventures with them and it's a really just a really sweet book
0: so i agree i mean i just for this episode i did a quick catch up on these books and i love how quirky they are During the first meeting Jenny spies in on, she sees the cats attending to financial matters. The club is very official. They even have their own emblem. It's little details like that, which just cracked me up. And I think these books would make a really good animated series for kids today. Don't you think?
1: Absolutely. And my daughter is obsessed with cats, so I could see her loving that. So Esther Averill wrote the books and illustrated them. She was born in 1902 in Bridgeport, Connecticut, and she actually contributed some of her cartoons to a local newspaper when she was just a teenager. Then after attending Vassar, she went on to work in magazines. She eventually moved to Paris and started her own short-lived press. It was called Domino Press, and it specialized in children's picture books. That is really cool. She moved back to the States in 1941 um, because of the war, I'd assume, and she took a job at the New York Public Library. It's during this time that she started writing the Cat Club books, and she continued creating them until 1972. They were translated into six languages, and in 1954, one of the titles, Jenny's Birthday Book, was named the New York Times Best Children Book of the Year.
0: The books were actually reissued back in 2003, and I think if you're looking for a great gift to give a child, you should consider these books as an option. They've got a really cool retro vibe, and they're just so charming. And I mean, I haven't vetted all of them, but I'm pretty sure they hold up in terms of appropriateness as well. And since we're on the topic of cats, I thought this would be a good episode to bring up another children's book that I first heard about late last year. It involves a few other lost ladies, and it might be kind of specific to Los Angeles where we live, but the anecdote behind this book is really endearing, and so I wanted to share it. So A Cat Called Room 8 is this out-of-print book by Virginia Finley and Beverly Mason. There is a copy of the book at the Los Angeles Central Library downtown, but it was not available for circulation. It's reference only. And because of COVID restrictions, I wasn't able to get down there to check it out in person. However, I was able to find a digitized copy of the book, which means you will be able to check it out too. The book is based on a true story. So in the 1950s, Beverly Mason, one of the authors, was the principal of Elysian Heights Elementary School here in L.A., which is a school that isn't too far from where I live. Virginia Finley, the other author, was a teacher there. And they wrote this book, A Cat Called Room 8, to memorialize a big gray cat who began visiting a sixth grade classroom day after day and year after year. He would disappear back into the hills during summer vacations, but on the first day of school, he'd pop up again. (laughs) And for over a decade, he was a fixture at the school. The first class that he visited named him Room 8 because they were room eight. And every year when the graduating sixth grade class would take their class picture, Room 8 was included in the photo. You could see him on one of the kids' laps. It's so cute. And if you go on the internet, you can find some of these class photos with Room 8. Over time, the cat became a legend at Elysian Heights Elementary. Not just to kids and the staff, in fact. He became famous worldwide for his attendance at the school. So some local newspapers and TV stations began reporting on this cat that had taken up residence at the school. And then Look Magazine did a three-page spread about the cat, which resulted in tons of fan mail coming to the school from all over the world. When he died in 1968, this cat got an obituary in the LA Times.
1: Oh, I love that story. And the students at the school actually raised money to buy him a gravestone. He's buried at the Los Angeles Pet Memorial Park in Calabasas, California. Before he died, his paw prints were set in cement outside of the school as if he were a Hollywood star. Oh, that's so sweet. And we'll try to find the Look Magazine cover and put it on our social.
0: And also, if you Google it, you can find the messages that the children at the time wrote into the concrete alongside his little paws. So one message says, we loved him for he gave us much cheer. Another says, he came in our room and sat on my table. I loved him. And another one said, without a name, to room eight he came to give our school the greatest fame.
1: The rhyming, that is adorable. There's also a colorful mural devoted to room eight on the school's outer wall. And inside, there's a sort of shrine to him with historic photographs.
0: Memories all alone in the... Oh, you may never have seen Cats, but I know you know that one.
1: Oh, I know that song. Yeah, I didn't know okay. it was from
0: Cats. But- <laughs> you did not know that song was from Cats, Kim. Nope, I oh know, my song. I didn't know. Right. the song. Oh gosh, I know. Maybe we will the have things to watch. That I
1: them. Don't
0: know. <laughs> the next time Cats comes to town, you're coming to see it with me because it's got tons of ballet in it. There's okay. a white cat that's like a really beautiful ballerina that's okay. always cast with a ballerina. I think you might like oddly like it. And it's got the T. S. Elliot connection yes no that's great poems you know
1: we'll go to tea afterwards and you know it'll it'll decompress (laughs) or laugh yes yeah yeah. i have
0: to buy you tea because you're so (laughs) angry at me yes yes um seriously though a cat called room eight is such a sweet story and i'm glad i was able to find a copy of it online uh it's really cute with really good illustrations by a woman named valerie martin and we're going to post some pages from the book on instagram also so you can see how cute it is The book apparently is still read to incoming kindergartners at Elysian Heights Elementary, which is fun. And we'll also have a few more links about the real-life Room 8 cat in our show notes.
1: That's all for today's episode. Let us know what you think. Are you a Jenny Linsky fan? We want to hear about it.
0: Or do you despise Andrew Lloyd Webber's cats like so many people do? Tell us. We want to hear from you.
1: And do us a favor and leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to this podcast to let us know you're out there. It really helps us find new listeners.
0: Until next week, bye, everybody. Our theme song was written and performed by Jenny Malone, and our logo was designed by Harriet Grant. Lost Ladies of Lit is produced by Kim Askew and Amy Helms.